Preparing for retirement is something too few plan for or even prepare for. Those called into ministry are not given enough resources or help to do this on their own. It is vital through the minister's current compensation plan to have a way to invest into a solid retirement plan to prepare for the long haul. Unfortunately, we don't see this being done consistently in the church. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. I'm excited for my guest, Mark Sensman, Director of Business Development at Servant Solutions. And Mark, uh, this is a topic that you know a lot about. You work in this field. You've been a pastor. So welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast to help us better understand this shocking statistic out there about retirement. So welcome. Thanks so much, Dennis. I appreciate the opportunity to kind of pull up a seat uh, to the table and and talk about this. You know, this is something that we live and breathe, um, eat and sleep every day. And so we're in communication with pastors and churches and church leaders, and even those in the nonprofit uh, religious faith-based space, and um, just want to make sure that they are properly resourced, educated, and supported um, in this process as they are working their way through ministry life and careers, and we want them to stay focused on that and really feel like a, a solid partnership with an organization and and good sound financial information is really important uh, for them to be be supported and encouraged. And you've been a pastor, so you know the environment in the local church and probably noticed the need when you were a pastor. And now you're with an organization that is bringing solutions. So how serious is this situation? I know I read uh, the number one reason why most church pastors don't retire is that they can't afford to. The reality is we spend about 25% of our lives in retirement, and yet most pastors have not prepared for it. How serious is this situation in the local church? Well, the, the good news, Dennis, is, is it's getting better. I think if you look back, probably over the course of the last uh, 20 to 40 years, uh, retirement really was not an option. You know, the Bible really never talks about retirement for pastors right. and church leaders, uh, but it's a lifelong ministry calling. But I do think that the mantle of leadership and that pressure of everyday leading does take its wear and tear and toll on ministers. And being able to have a season where they can hand that baton to a younger leader, uh, but still then having a ministry and a calling and a purpose. Uh, a good, solid retirement plan and, and a retirement nest egg is vital for them to be able to, to lean into that and to be able to transition leadership to the next generation. Um, and it's healthy for the church to do that, but it's also healthy for the church leader. You know, I, I grew up as a pastor's kid also, and so I saw firsthand in my own family uh, what that happened as I was younger um, and saw just kind of, you know, from a ringside seat. Uh, just kind of how pastor's compensation happens, what what's the components of it. And so it's something that I'm very passionate about. Very good. And I know a lot of pastors maybe opted out of Social Security. A lot of them I visit with are still struggling at retirement age, still struggling with a mortgage. And it's just like so many out there haven't really thought about or funded a retirement plan. Do you find that in the local church as well? Yeah, that is. And and there's a couple of reasons for that. And I think one of the things that you touched on uh, is what we've seen at more of a 
an epidemic level, and that is that ministers, when they were in Bible college through the 70s and early 80s, were encouraged to opt out of Social Security. You know, the the common thought was, well, we don't think it's going to be around uh, while I'm in retirement. Um, and then there were those folks that did have a, a conscientious objection to that. But what they realized was it wasn't just about the income. There are Social Security benefits related to Medicare and even life insurance uh, benefits uh, related to being in the plan. As a matter of fact, in the early 2000s, the, the IRS allowed uh, a window of maybe a year or two for people to opt back into Social Security. Right. Um, and that was that was a benefit that uh, is not always there. And I don't I don't know that that window is going to open again. The other thing I think that was a problem is that Bible college, that that training and education never included personal finance. Uh, and so I think that uh, there was a lack of knowledge and a lack of education uh, early on. That trend is getting better um, as we're seeing ministers that that are in retirement age or those that are nearing retirement age, it's less and less that we find that they've opted out of Social Security, but they are still out there. And then the other thing I I think that um, played into it is, and you alluded to this a little bit, so often part of a pastor's compensation included a parsonage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what happened, what happens is, is then that the, the pastor, when they retire, that parsonage is owned by the church. Right. And then they are what we call asset poor because they've not paid down a mortgage to where they are, you know, essentially debt free in that area. And so they're having to go out and either rent or lease or make a purchase. And a 30-year mortgage at 60 or 65 years of age is a real, is a real hard thing to kind of really understand and get to that level because you're trying to live on a fixed amount of income. Uh, and it's difficult out there when when you've had that benefit, but you've not prepared for that retirement uh, and you can't go out and purchase a home, make a significant down payment or be able to have the resources necessary. And we've talked mostly about pastors, but this also would be concerning Christian workers who their agency maybe didn't plan for retirement or didn't help them plan for retirement. So it involves a lot more than just the local pastor. Yeah, it does. It affects missionaries worldwide that are coming off the mission field um, and those that are a part of those missionary organizations. And again, this trend we see getting much better. Uh, they realize now that there this needs to be a component of the compensation. And so it is getting better in that way, both in the local church and in the missionary or what we'll call parachurch ministry. Right. Uh, we do see that trend getting better. We're excited about that but we realize that there may be a long way to go for some people as they're playing catch up to the new realities of the cost of inflation, the cost of all of the the, the durable goods and services, and also the premiums that are surrounding healthcare and just the rising healthcare costs in general. Right. And I know we were with a mission agency in Africa and what we put away each month for retirement just went to help sustain the pioneers that went before us and nothing accumulated for us. And so the agency in the early 80s started a personal investment for retirement for each of us. But the fallacy was we didn't have enough information and education that came along with that to really fund that plan. It was a good plan. Mm -hmm. And congratulations to the agency for doing that. But there wasn't enough education to encourage us to fund that plan. Uh, So that's another thing. As we talk about the church, 
Do you find that this is a problem in more independent churches? Are denominations doing better? Or, or are we talking about uh, smaller denominations, or is this across the board? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, historically speaking, denominations uh, have put back something for pension. Normally, uh, what happens is a church will pay into a pension plan that is uh, a part of the denomination. So think like the Westlands or the Methodists or the Lutherans. Um, and so they have contributed on behalf of the pastor um, what we call maybe units or sections. I don't know how each one would call mm-hmm. it, but it's a certain amount of credits that are then accumulated that allows what's called a defined benefit plan where the pastor in retirement, based on how many quarters or units or were purchased, can have uh, some kind of an income in retirement. The problem with that is, is that the pastor was never part of that. And so they were not allowed to contribute to that. Right. And so you've got two sides now that's happening. We see a lot of the, the denominations today and even the independent churches where uh, it's set up through a 403B where it's a defined contribution plan and both the employer and the employee, or in this case, the pastor or church leader, um, are able to contribute towards that retirement plan. Sometimes there's a match that's involved. Sometimes it's just uh, in the case of, of some churches, smaller, uh, where just the pastor is contributing to that. But a contribution plan, as opposed to a defined benefit plan, allows for both of those to be able to contribute. So you're director of business development for the Servant Solutions Organization. So you as an organization, saw this decades ago and developed a plan. This is Servants Solutions, so you do it for your denomination, but now you've opened that up to really anybody uh, connected with ministry. Uh, you have resources to come alongside, say, somebody that hasn't planned. Where do they start? Yeah, that's a great question. Appreciate the opportunity to share. So Servant Solutions is a is a defined contribution plan. It's a 403B9 That nine is important because it's a designated church plan developed uh, and pioneered by the IRS to be able to help pastors to be able to prepare for retirement. So you can open up a 403B with many different types of organizations, financial institutions, Fidelity, Raymond James. But when you're with a church plan, it offers pastors and church leaders some additional benefits of both putting money away pre-tax but then also in retirement years, being able to utilize that in uh, as a housing allowance, even in retirement. The IRS sees pastors, those that are ordained, licensed, or credentialed, uh, once they achieve that, they carry that through with them through their life. And so even in retirement years, a housing allowance, which is something that's a, a critical component of pastoral compensation, they're able to utilize that and it, it will lessen the tax burden Uh, in retirement years and really supercharges that retirement plan because it eliminates, reduces the tax liability uh, while you're living on fixed income. So we did see that as as an issue um, and as a a problem and wanted to really address that. Uh, We also want to encourage younger folks, younger pastors to be able to, to start contributing something towards that. And so we have a newly ordained program. Those that are in ministry that have been ordained within the last two years, uh, we have a a resource uh, that will we will fund the first five hundred dollars of that newly ordained uh, licensed or credentialed individual. And as long as they contribute some kind of monthly habitual uh, amount, 
determined by them uh, at the end of two years, we'll put another $500 in that because we realize it's not the amount of money that's going in. It's that continual habit of, of preparing for retirement, putting away resources today so that the compounding interest effect can take can take hold um, and begin uh, working for them you know, as they're going through their ministry career. So if we have a pastor listening to this podcast, uh, should the pastor contact you directly or should the pastor go to his board and have the church board contact you? Where does, where does he go for information? Yeah, that's great. That's a great thought. It happens both ways. We will get uh, church board members that will call us uh, to be able to say, hey, we want to help our minister uh, with this retirement uh, need. What can we do? We love working with pastors and church leaders, but when a board member uh, opens their heart, opens their mind to what can we do to really help them? Um, that's that's a really unique thing, but we love that because we really see the heart of that of that board member. Uh, and so, pastors, board members, those that are are wanting to to make sure that they really have a solid plan, uh, we want to help advise them. There's a number of resources on our website uh, that we make available. There's videos. Uh, there are podcasts that we have. There's blog posts uh, that talk about this very thing. So if you're listening to this podcast today, uh, share it with your church, share it with your church leadership, uh, at least start a conversation or reach out to Mark for more information. And Mark, what is the website so people can go and learn more of these resources? Yeah. So if listeners out there want to uh, to find out more information, you can visit our website, uh, servantsolutions.org. That's servantsolutions with an S, plural, dot org. We'd love to be able to, to engage with you. You also could send us a, an email at info at servantsolutions.org as well. And that'd be a great way for you to be able to get your questions uh, asked and answered. Love to engage with those that are out there. I was on your website and there's a lot of information. So help the person getting on your website. He goes to the homepage. What does he click on first? What is, is there a menu button he can click on that where he can start his journey of learning more about uh, what you offer. Absolutely. Yeah, there's plan information. Uh, you also can find the different investment options. And then there's a, a, a section there related to free financial planning, because we not only offer a plan, but we also offer the financial planning as well. And so uh, that's free to all members. And so I would would encourage folks to check out that, uh, that section. There's a toolbox uh, series and that is really where the education and the information uh, is, is made available for folks that are interested in learning more on their own ways that they can prepare for uh, and plan for retirement. So somebody starts to learn, uh, what do you find are some of the hesitancies that a pastor would have in maybe moving forward with a plan? Yeah, I think that uh, there's a couple things that play into that. One is they feel like that retirement is so far off. Uh, that it's something that I've got so many other things. There's so many other uh, needs uh, that are happening both in the church. Uh, you know, the, the the common phrase that pastors have on Sunday afternoon and they go to go to work on Monday is they're always constantly preparing for the next weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is something that they they know is is approaching. But uh, there's so many other there's so many other things that are taking. Uh, taking over their calendar, taking over their time. 
The other thing I think that that they are struggling with is just that education and feeling like I don't make enough money to put a money put put this kind of money away to be able to right. plan for retirement. You know, we're we're struggling just to get by. Um, and so I think that the the last thing maybe is one of those things where you know this is happening, you know you need to do this, uh, but just human nature uh, because of maybe not knowing the information and feeling like you're going to have to to be able to answer a lot of questions. I think there's some sensitivity around finances as, as well. But just uh, you know, pastors not wanting to. Uh, you know, share necessarily that level of information. Uh, but it is it is really wise to have a trusted advisor, an organization that that understands pastoral compensation and and is you know actively involved in, you know, uh, it's what we do day in and day out. Very good. Thank you, Mark, for joining the podcast. And if you have any questions, uh, reach out to servantsolutions.org and Mark Sensman. Uh, be glad to answer any of your questions. Uh, you're on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and email as well. So I'm sure people can track you down. So again, thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Dennis, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7 as a broadcast media ministry is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you.